I was asked this week, what kind of teammate are you? If someone asked you that, what would you say? What kind of teammate are you? I read a quote that came up on a newsreel, and then I found the quote through a YouTube short. And I'll, I'll post it here, but it's from Devontae Adams. And for those of you who don't know, Devontae Adams is just one of an elite wide receiver. Played for years with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and then got traded to the Raiders where he was with his buddy and college quarterback, Derek Carr. Derek Carr last year and him played together, had a, had a decent season. And then this year, Derek Carr got traded over to New Orleans and Devontae Adams is still with the Raiders. And he seems very, very bothered. Even after a win. So in a quote after a win, he states, my benchmark is not winning. It's greatness. I came here to win, but do it the right way, to excel. So my benchmark isn't just about winning. I didn't come here to placate or to be friends or hang out. I came here to be great. What kind of teammate is Devontae Adams when he says that? What do you think of him? Is he selfish? Is he elite? Is that an elitist mindset? For me personally, I'll just call it out because I don't want to come at Like, I want that guy on my team. Because the truth is, everyone can talk. But at some point, whatever you're doing, you got to go out and perform. And do that exceptionally. And there are people that you want on your team, that you need on your team, because day in and day out, all they do is perform. What kind of teammate are they? I had a hard time answering that question, quite frankly. What kind of teammate am I? Some things have been said about me. Disruptive. Different. I know I can perform. I know that you want me on your team. But that confidence kind of rubs people the wrong way. And if I'm being candid, it doesn't allow me to feel safe. And that's a word. That's a powerful word, right? Safe. Look, I'm a, I'm a father of three girls. And so it took three girls for me to really understand what it means to be a man. And part of that process is understanding this concept of feeling safe. Safe in your environment, safe in your own body, safe within a team. And I, I think that's where making up a great team, a great team's foundation, starts with trust. 
Because if if you don't have a team that doesn't trust one another, then you have a bunch of people that don't feel safe with one another. Safe to be their authentic self. Safe to be who they are. I don't do well with a governor on myself. I don't. And look, aggressive, blunt, and I like conflict because it eliminates a lot of the BS. I I mean, come on. You're, 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 You're in a meeting and it's going nowhere. Or it, like it gets to a point where it's not really productive. Be disruptive in that meeting. Because when you're disruptive or you're aggressive in that meeting, two things are going to happen. Either someone's going to shut down and be quiet or end the meeting quickly, or they're going to come back at you where you can get clarity. And I think that's the second thing, right? What I'm saying is really the second thing after trust. It's don't be afraid to truly collaborate. And guess what? Truly collaborating is freedom to disagree with one another. Freedom to come at one another. Healthy conflict. Like you need healthy conflict to grow. And that's critical. You go to the gym and you work out. What are you doing? You're conflicting your muscles. You you literally are conflicting your muscles, ripping them, and then giving them time to heal. And then guess what happens? They grow. Are you doing that with your team? What kind of teammate am I? I don't know about this, but like I want to be part of a team. That every day will come in and challenge me, humble me, and reward me. All in the same day. Like, we will become the five people we hang around with most. And if you're working a lot, you're going to become basically a combination of your entire team. Would you be happy about that? And is that your responsibility? I think it is. I don't think there's any greater title than you can put on yourself than that of a team member. A team member. And and I think that's critical. And all I'm going to do is make sure that I am willing to put in the work and to do whatever I'm asking the person next to me on. Devontae Adams set a standard for himself, and he clearly has executed on that standard. He's great. I can understand when he says, my benchmark is not winning. It's greatness. Like, he's not satisfied just with winning. He wants to be great. What kind of teammate is he? I don't know about you, but I want that guy on my team. Like that mindset, like that's motivating. Does that make 
Do you see it that way? Does that make him a good teammate? Or is he being selfish? Because the team's winning. But I, I think this is where we get to the third stage of understanding what makes a great team. We talked about trust. We talked about healthy conflict. But I think the, the, the third stage is about paying attention to results. And the results just sometimes aren't just the scoreboard. My benchmark is not winning. It's greatness. He set a different standard for himself. Because the truth is, and I've seen the Raiders play, listen, like if they're satisfied with the win this week, they need to get better because they're not going to go far as they move down the road. Sorry, Raiders fans. Just being candid. What kind of teammate are you? But you know what perplexed me is like, why was that a difficult question for me to answer? Maybe, I don't know. I definitely am not a people pleaser. But I like to serve people. But sometimes I just feel used. I'm not playing the victim mentality. You need to understand me. It's just not my reality. But... How do you know the difference when you're trying to serve your team and serve the person next to you? And then that person is taking advantage of you by using you. For me, it's just simply, are they willing to put in as much as they're willing to take out? Are they going to be right there with you and do the work as much as they're asking for you to do the work. And I think that becomes really a benchmark in what and how we're looking at about being a teammate. Simon Semek has a, uh, a video that he talks about he asks this SEAL trainer, he, he trains his Navy SEALs, and he says, hey, how do you know who's going to make it? And he goes, I, I, listen, we, we, we never really know who's going to make it, but we usually always know who's not going to make it. And the guy walks through and he says, like, like the, the, these people that were, were great on their own, and not willing to serve or, or, or just just they were elite at everything they did as an individual. They're not going to make it. The person with like this, the all ripped up and just huge muscles and, and comes in and they're just like the strongest person in the room. They're not going to make it. It's the ones that have this undying need to be and serve with the individual next to him. I, I mean, I think that's really, really powerful. 
And does that make somebody, is that the standard that makes somebody a great teammate? And based on my own kind of walking through that, Devontae Adams, would, would, would he still be considered a great teammate? So I think that context plays the part here. Because there'll be times when nobody knows what to do. It's chaotic. Tyson says, everyone has a plan if they get hit in the mouth. Who do people look for? Who do they look to? When no one has an answer in the room, when you're down 21 nothing, who are people looking for? And if you're going to look for Devontae Adams, you're going to look for the individual when you're down, then you need that person on the team. But just because you need that person, does that make that person a good teammate? What are you willing to sacrifice? And I think this is a really interesting question because there's a ripple effect to getting this question right. What kind of teammate are you? Because you impact the team. Multiple teams in an organization start to impact a culture. And do you have a culture that allows for vulnerability? Do you have a culture that allows for individuals to feel safe and be their authentic self? Because they trust one another, because they're not afraid to get into it, to get into a conflict. And they understand every day what they need to do. They, there is paying attention to results. So I think the fourth aspect that comes in in a great team is clarity. And I think clarity and direction comes from leadership. And it's amazing to me in organizations how there is lack of clarity and direction. I think that great leaders put things in very simplistic terms that anyone can understand. Nick Saban, think of him what you want. He is arguably one of the best, if not the best college coach to ever play. And he he's created a process. And everyone talks about their recruiting and, and the athletes they get. But make no mistake about it, he has built a system that if you ask any player on that given day, they know exactly what they need to do that day, that minute, to win the national championship. Now follow me on this. They're not going to win the national championship that day. But if they go to the training table, if they go to the weight room, if they hit the books, if they go and, and 
go to their mentorship, go to rehab, go do whatever it is that's on that schedule, that process, then it almost takes the question away. It's, I just do this and we're going to accomplish what we want. Clarity, direction. So I think, think about that. If, if, if you're on a team that has trust, where you're able to feel safe to be your authentic self, that you guys have a real conversation, you get into it from time to time, and you collaborate and engage, and you have this healthy conflict from time to time. With having the understanding of what you're trying to achieve, this rallying cry of this is our goal, this is what we're going after, and then you have the clarity and insight of direction. I think under those guidance, it becomes pretty clear about the team, and this is what we want. But then what kind of teammate is ideal to be on that team, to be there? And this is where I see a lot of, of, I know in football, a lot of head coaches made a mistake. And I, I see it from time to time in organizations where you can still be part of a team, but have your individual personalities. I actually think that's what makes up a great team. And I think this is the last piece of kind of defining a team. It's allow for individuality under the umbrella of that team. Allow for people and personalities to flourish under the team umbrella. And so you have trusting teammates that are willing to push one another, grow one another, fight for one another, fight with one another in a healthy conflict manner with a clear understanding of what their goal is, with clarity and direction of the steps that need to take, and they're allowed to still have their own personality in that environment. What makes a cop a good teammate? What makes a good teammate in that manner? And I say that last piece for the own personality because too often we think of teams as like we're all this uniform, like like all these penguins in a line, right? Lining up. Quick story, it's going to seem like it's random, but it trust me, I'll come back to this. I, I, I'm going to work one day. This is like 20 years ago. I'm going to work one day, and I just watched this movie about penguins, that they're all in this line. And they, they said that they formed a good team 
actually thought was interesting. They used that language. They formed a good team, and they're all in this line. And so when I'm going to work, I'm I'm in traffic, and this is back when you had to dress up in a suit and tie. And I look to my right, I see some individual suit and tie on. Turn to the left, see another individual suit and tie on. I was like, oh my god, we're penguins. Like like all in this line going somewhere. And and I I don't think that's what we want in a team for us all to be in a line and and just this orderly fashion. I put it in a different manner, but the same context. We'll talk about leadership on a different podcast, but but I'll say this. I read a book. It was by Dan Allender. He's a really good author, a Christian author, but really, really good. And he, and he talked about three different leadership styles. He talked about a prophet, a priest, and a king. And he he said that like if 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 you get a prophet leadership style with a king leadership style, those those two will be going at it all the time. Just just the prophet will just frustrate the king's orderly ways and, and just uh, it, it would be a mess. And so that's why you need the priest to to kind of to 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 come in between. But if you only had a priest leadership style, it's like nothing would really get done. And if you had a pro- only had a prophet leadership style, like you'd accomplish a lot, but there'd be chaos left behind. So you need the king's like orderly area. And and he said that no one leadership style is better than the other, but together they make up a great team. Now I wonder, would the king say that the prophet's a great teammate? Would the prophet say that the, the priest is a great teammate? Are you a good teammate? So, in order to truly be fair to anyone, I I think that we first need to understand what makes up great teams. And we talked about that, about trust, healthy conflict. Clarity, direction, purpose each and every day, and allowed personalities. Because you're going to need that eclectic makeup to achieve great things and to grow one another. So the next time someone comes up to you and says, I don't think that person should be part of our team. Why? And our, I hope that if anything, you don't consider a great teammate as just someone who falls in line, who just follows what should be said. And unfortunately, that happens a lot. There's, there's another clip I'll put in here by Steve Jobs that talks about, it's a, it's a young Steve Jobs, but he, he, he talks about that, that this, well, we've always done it that way mentality. And that 
having a culture in an organization that allows for people to feel safe to to express their ideas is the way that you can exponentially grow and innovate and isn't that what is so needed on a consistent and continual basis are you a good teammate I'm a good teammate. I think I needed to process through this. But I know I'm a good teammate. I will serve my team. I will do the grind and I will do the work. And I will not stand up to only take credit in an I fashion because I would rather win as a team and lose as a team than simply be isolated. I need isolation at times. Don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of isolation. I'm definitely not afraid of isolation. Sometimes that's peace. But I'm using the concept of isolation like, like me, 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 like just I, me, like, like in this aspect. And I'll leave with this. I thought it was really interesting. I, I, in, I was on a track team. And, and track, even though you're a team, it's, it's very much individual. Now, I was on the 4x4 four four relay team. So, if, like, if you're on a relay team, I, I get that. that. That is a team. Like, like, I like that. But if you're doing, like, field sports or, or, or other areas, it, it's really an individual sport. I didn't really like it that much. But I loved football, still do. And I think it's because I long and I need that team. Does that make me a good teammate? I think it does. I think it does. Because I truly value when I'm part of a great team. Because I know it just doesn't come naturally. I hope through this that you understand what makes up a great team and that you always question yourself about what makes up a good teammate because I think that will keep us hungry, that will keep us humbled, and that will keep us chasing to maintain that level that benchmark of greatness and being part of that team. My name is Eric Stavola. I, I sincerely appreciate your time and listening. And I encourage any feedback of, of anything you'd like to hear something expanded on or uh, maybe some healthy conflict coming back as how and what we can make these better. Be encouraged today. Stay hopeful and stay hungry. Appreciate you.